uh, in terms of his directing uh, at the time, how was he as a director? Uh, he was a pretty decent director. Uh, well, at first. At first. Yeah, I mean, after a while, he got to the point where. Uh, I mean, it seemed like after a while, he got to the point where he would be yelling at us more than he'd be actually be filming the movie. So, and he'd just be really paranoid, waving his camera around all over the place. I mean, I just couldn't really... His camera, other other than the camera he was using to shoot the... Yeah, he had a handheld that he was carrying around with him all over the place. And, and, and a ton it. of tapes, too. Like, right, he had, he had all bags the tapes of tapes in the back of his car. Everybody and welcome to Generation Loss, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. That's right. It's the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. And this week we were talking about a movie. <laughs> we are talking about a movie and we have a special guest on to talk about that movie. It's Tim Sutton. Mr. Tim Sutton. Once again, return guest. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah, thanks for coming back. This is the first time we've done this, by the way. We've never had uh, somebody even minorly involved in in a project that we've talked about on the show before on the show. We almost tried to get the guy who made Loose Change, uh, and I emailed back and forth with him a few times, and we were like this close to getting him, and then he stopped answering. Oh. Did you tell him we weren't going to make fun of him? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, we didn't really get that far. I told him, like, because he, he was like, he's like, could we talk about, like, um, anything but the 9-11 conspiracy? And I was like, unfortunately, no. <laughs> you should have said yes. I can't, I, I, I can't be bound to that. I'm sorry. Uh, I, someone, like, just mentioned Loose Change to me the other day for the first time, and I hadn't thought about it in over a decade and it's it's weird that it's cropped up twice in a week but i can't remember the other context but i do remember the first time i ever heard of loose change was as everyone should was in uh the dorms in high school one of the older guys yeah. like hey man i found this you gotta watch this documentary it'll change your life but uh, dude, it's gonna <laughs> fucking blow you gotta, your mind dude it's gonna fucking blow your mind we gotta watch you won't believe this yourself, this will dude. have the hugest impact on your <laughs> yeah. life 9-11 it was an inside job i know we uh, live nowhere near new york <laughs> <laughs> but it did change my life <laughs> in a lot of ways it really did it really did blow my mind a little bit um, <laughs> but tim we're going to start the show off the way we always started off. What else did you watch this week? Um, well, I don't even know if you I'll, watched Marble I'll, Hornets this week, but what, what did you watch this week? <laughs> I'll, I'll, start, I'll start off on a nice and light note. I watched the, last night, uh, my wife and I watched the film Come and See. Oh, uh, hell yes. We yes. talked about that a couple months ago. Yes, it was a, uh, that's the first time I'd ever seen it. Oof. Um, uh, I honestly have to say, probably just one of the best best movies I've ever seen. Period. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but then I spent so I watched the movie, and I spent most of like the first part of today just kind of in a daze, like almost <laughs> it, nothing still felt real yet. Like the, I, I've everything I hadn't quite come back to grips with reality yet. But then as I did. I'd started to remember, uh, it had sparked a memory of another film, 
specifically, the uh, there's the pivotal scene in which you know there is the uh, the church uh, burning f- uh, fire scene in yeah, the middle yeah, of the yeah. village. Mm-hmm. Um, it triggered a memory of another film, uh, which you might remember that I th- I have not seen probably in 15 years, but I still remember very clearly. And the older I get and the more I think about, I think uh, might be one of, if not the most uh, morally bankrupt films ever made. And I'm talking, (laughs) of course, about The Patriot starring Mel Gibson in 2000, where you you might possibly uh, remember a similar scene in which a uh, made-up fake uh, British... uh, (laughs) uh, officer guy um also torches uh a church full of uh villagers which uh, did not happen yeah uh, then, in this case clear, they're that... protestants so you're supposed to feel way bad for them <laughs> yeah well see that didn't happen but here's the thing the guy who wrote that movie uh, oh, <laughs> uh the guy who wrote the movie the patriot the movie he did right before that one was fucking saving private ryan you mean to tell mm-hmm. me that guy and then the director a German dude named Roland Emmerich didn't know that. <laughs> Wait, did Mel Gibson not so. do the? Um, he didn't direct that. No, no, it was oh. the same guy who directed Independence Day. Right. So you got the Independence Day guy teaming up with the uh, the Saving Private Ryan guy to, to, to. It's like to make the like the or propaganda film, except yeah. it came out and everyone yeah. was like, "This sucks balls. This is just a shittier Braveheart." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no wonder the government it. did nine eleven right after making those movies. <laughs> yeah, I the then I went to the 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 writer's IMDb page after that. And I was looking at the rest of his writing credits. I'm like, oh, this guy's got to be a fed. Like, I'm I pretty sure. Is. Yeah, no, he's got to be because it was like his first movie was one of those it was like one of those fucking um like the the burned it was like the burned out coach uh, res, uh like brings up a ragtag group of like a baseball team or something right like a bad except news bears it, sort of thing except yes it was the bad news bears except <laughs> the uh the children uh were um instead of children it was uh russian uh, hockey, Russian hockey players, or no, Russians trying <laughs> to form their first what? Olympic wait, baseball wait, wait, wait. team. I'm the looking Comrades at, of we Summer. We just pulled it up. The Comrades, comrades of, of summer? summer. Yes. What? It is. Yes. <laughs> After the fall of the Berlin Wall, and uh, you know the their their emergence the into the global marketplace. The baseball is wearing. <laughs> Moscow wants to do a baseball team, and this guy's going to do it. I so in the love. span of like what five years, that guy is nominated for an Academy Award for saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Wow, this get is the a, fuck out of here. <laughs> this is a uh, oh, this is 1992, so two years after the Berlin Wall falls. Um, yes, yeah. So it's and a, but I guess it's set in before that. I guess it's set before that because the Soviet. Oh no, it's it's post Soviet, but they still have the CCCP logos on their hats. Yeah, they still have the logos. They still have the uniforms, even though Very it's, it's, it's well, post Soviet. Because like, I guess there's they're leftovers because they couldn't afford yeah. to make new ones. Maybe there was like residual Cold War shit for so long. Like um, I always remember that uh, like Top Gun. They're fighting mm-hmm. the Russians in Top Gun, oh, but that's yeah. in the nineties. Like um, uh, in uh, what's the other one? That was thing. I literally just had one. God, die every, hard. Every 80s movies had to have a reference to the the Japanese are going to outpace us, and then the Berlin Wall fell, and they forgot about all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. And Japan's shit. economy <laughs> collapsed. It was like, ah, oh, never mind. They're fu- we don't have to worry about those guys. <laughs> yeah, his next movie was Tall Tale. 
um, which was, if you don't remember, a movie featuring the big blue, the big blue Paul Bunyan and oh. his big blue thing, and the guy who yes. rides a tornado and uh, John Henry. So <laughs> you know, shit. American fantasy shit. Yeah, it was Miracle. By the way, was the one I was trying to think of miracle, with yeah. Kurt Russell. I rem- I deli- I absolutely remember renting this movie as, as like when I was like seven years old and uh, getting like ten minutes into it and being like this sucks ass this and just sucks like took dick. it out. It's like mom, <laughs> take it to something else. And then the next movie after that is a movie called Fly Away Home, which I've never seen, yeah. but has been stuck in my brain for my entire life because there was a Disney uh, VHS tape I had as a kid that had a trailer for that movie. Except yes. the, t- the title was different, and I always wondered what the fuck was up with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how the Mel Gibson's The Patriot movie looks like a meme, because it's just Im- <laughs> it's just impact yeah, It's white impact He looks like Mel he's Gibson about to yodel Patriot. over the mountains. <laughs> like, do the cowboy yodel thing. Yeah. I remember that movie being brutally violent, too. Yeah. If someone oh, gets Jesus. decapitated with a cannonball. There is a... Uh, yeah, they had like a couple Slender randomly <laughs> super violent scenes for no particular reason. Was that rain so, there? Is that what yes. that was? I just, there's a it's it's pouring down. Damn. Do you have a tin roof? Um, <laughs> maybe. Do you have a cat on it? Is it hot? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember. Isn't Heath Ledger in that The Patriot? Yes. Uh, uh, yes, he is. And um, uh, it's yeah, also it's mostly just about like you got to fight for your country. Well, and, and also Mel Gibson's won. character was based on like a real guy who was like had a reputation as like being a slave owner who just like hunted <laughs> Native Americans for fun. Uh, Neat. And then uh, you know in the movies, just kind of like you know I killed I killed a lot of I killed a lot of Indians in the last one, and I feel really bad about it now. So don't you be doing it. And then, I don't, uh, the only personality thing I remember about him from that movie is that he's like, uh, like he's like an epic like clapback guy, and so like he's at like the like everybody's like, damn, that guy thinks of cool things to say real quick. Like he he's <laughs> well, yeah, in like he was uh, really into the hatchet tossing like a long time before yeah, that was, was like a fixture, <laughs> you know. Okay, but so he writes the Patriot, where he's at, like, and then the he. Co- co- He's with like he the Declaration the- of Independence people or something like that, and he, he says some line about, like, I'd, I'd trade 13 tyrants one mile away for one mile 13 miles or whatever. Like, that's not how far, that's, that's not how far England is. But that's, that's a cool line, dude. <laughs> and then they just kind of, like, gloss over the whole slavery thing. Like, they just kind of forget to mention it. Just yeah. like, like, were there any? Like I, I don't think there, think there, I were think there was any, one guy. I think there was, there, there was, was like one nice black dude in his guy. regimen. I think. Oh yeah, that's right. And he's like fighting for his freedom specifically. Well, he was he was uh, he was a former slave who had escaped and was free now. So you didn't have to like watch him do slave stuff like on yeah. screen. Like he was already he'd already moved on from that by then. So it was fine <laughs> to like watch to the audience, I guess. I've been, uh, I, I've, I've just been going and I've been spiraling about that like basically all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Bryn, what did, uh, what did you watch this week? Oh, okay. Well, I watched, uh, well, shit, a couple things, all but right. I guess the thing I wanted to talk about or the thing I liked the most was, uh, the second season of, I think you should leave. Oh my God. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, what? I saw so, the I saw the picture. I didn't realize it was out already. It came it's out, out it's a couple uh, days ago. Two Ugh. days ago, I think, and I watched it in one day. Oh my god! Um, is it, it great? Is it, it really great? It is 
you know, fucking crying, laughing, hilarious. Great. Just like the first one. I mean, it, it doesn't reinvent the wheel here, mm-hmm. you know? It sort of does mostly the same stuff. Um, but in a way that's diff. I mean, the situation, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is just the same joke. You know right. what I mean? It just feels like more of what you got. So There's not a focus of- group too. No. Although yeah, exactly. That, does that guy Although come back? If that, guy, if that guy came back, I wouldn't mind, but I also get it if he never did again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a, there's a couple new guys um, who are exceptionally funny. Um, they're c- capable of finding, you know, people who aren't just the same actor. I mean, but like Patty Harrison comes back. Um, the really funny guy who screams a lot on YouTube. What's that oh, guy's name? What is that guy's name? <laughs> Ka- not Cameron. Really? Caleb, not Caleb. I was about to say that the, really narrows it down, but then you said funny guys that do well, that's that. That's the guy. It's the um the Howard that Yeah, Howard. Howard Kane guy. The, Shit, the, what the, the why the can't Starbucks I think of his guy. name? Well, why can't I think of anything <laughs> tonight? I'm sure you are oh, absolutely. Connor O'Malley, yes. Connor, Connor O'Malley. O'Malley. Yes, Thank you, Tim. The man. Yes, uh he's back in it. Um Many of the people who were very funny in the last one come back and be very funny in this one in different ways. Yeah, I feel um, like Connor O'Malley tops my list of funniest people you could add into Marble Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be to good. just absolutely change the tone of the whole thing. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that would probably figure out a way to make it fit in, though. Yeah, you would like, like encounter him at one there, of the abandoned be... sites. Yeah. Like, once he got there, it would just be, like, you know, just slipping right into it, you know? Well, he, you know, he, I've seen him in uh, Joe Para Talks with you, mm-hmm. and he's, like, actually a good actor, so it would just be, like, him acting not funny and actually scared, <laughs> and it'd probably be really good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I am just constantly impressed by Mr. Robinson for... I, I want to know the process. Like, yeah. is he writing way more than the six? Because it's exactly the same length. It's like six 10-minute episodes. It goes right. by like that. Like, it's it well, feels from, so short. From what I understand of the first season, it's mostly comprised of stuff that got rejected from SNL. Like, it's <laughs> stuff that he tried to get on when he worked at SNL, and it didn't get on the air. Really? And then he, like... But the thing is, like, his whole thing is that he's, like, you know when you pitch something at SNL, you have a week to make it work. And if you can't make it work in a week, then that's it. It's over. But what like, is you it? You never uh, come back to it again. To make it work. Oh, like if you can, if you can't make the idea funny and like uh, funny enough for a whole sketch in a week, then it's dead. It's gone. And you never come back to it again because you've got to move on to the next week. But that show is so not funny. SNL? How are they going to yeah, keep exactly. up? Like, like who's if, judging? What if you hold on to a joke that you like for like a year and then bring it back? Who's going to fucking know? Yeah, who's going to who's uh, yeah. policing that? Assuming but you're the, still there the next year, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not if you're not if you're yeah. Tim Robinson. But um, <laughs> the um, the the idea, I guess, is that these are ideas that he had for SNL and pitched to them, and then when they didn't take them, he like kept them and fleshed them out over time, and that's like what his whole thing is. Is he's like you know they don't give people time to like let these things develop. So these ideas just die in the vine. And so he just kind of kept them and was like, what if you keep working on them for a month? And like, what happens then? And yeah. you make, you know, the most immortal sketch comedy show possibly of all time. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, keep, I mean, keep it's chiseling a- them. Like he's, he's got to be doing some like Burroughs cut up technique style shit at some point. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just like when you're at the point of like rearranging human thought, it's like, what are you like? I'm interested <laughs> in how you're doing it. 
Yeah, he's got the whole of the motorcycle guy sketch written on like a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bizarre because I think you're right that it's it's up there with I think the only thing that I think is as consistent is uh, that Mitchell and Webb look, mm-hmm. which I, I barely has a dud like in the yeah. whole season. You know, it's just like con- consistently funny. Um, and this is only two seasons and there's six episodes and they're, you know, only an hour long, basically. Right. Is that, is that's how fast they are, right? Like 10 minutes. They're episodes? like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, really really flies by it's basically he makes a movie every two years or something and they're incredible um but they've only done it twice and i think i think he's really successful once again but it feels like this time around i started thinking more about it and was thinking like did they shoot more and then cut it down to the funniest parts because that's what it feels like where it's just Mm. there's ideas that like you're coming into in the middle of the idea Right. And then and then obviously like the old ones they don't finish. You mm-hmm. know, it's sort of just like whenever it stops being funny and then it just cuts the next thing. Yeah. Um I got to check this one out cuz I di- I didn't ever get that impression in the first one that it's like cut together in any particular way as much yeah. as it's like the idea is really refined and worked on and like cut up and and I Well, don't that, know. like there's there's one sketch that is the opening to a shark tank. Okay. It's basically like a Shark Tank type show. And it's like, I made my money with like selling ice cream to children. And then I built it into an empire. whatever. Uh-huh. And then it's like three rich guys telling their rich guy story. And then it's Patty Harrison, <laughs> Patty Harrison being like, I sued the city after I was sewn into the pants of the big Charlie Brown. <laughs> 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 Mace- and the Macy's Day Parade. And then like just introducing herself that way of like, I will never make any more money unless I make a deal with you. Um <laughs> And it's really funny, and then it just stops, and you don't see that show. Right. <laughs> it's just like you just see the intro to the Shark Tank show. Interesting. And um, but that's the sketch. Um, so there's stuff like that where I'm just like, but I wish I could see that. And maybe they shot it and it wasn't funny, or right. you know, it, hmm. there was a couple examples of things where I was like, I wonder if they shot that and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, or if they just didn't write it or whatever. But um. Yeah, it had me more asking questions about his process, even more than the first one, I yeah. think, just because it's it's a little different and it takes, I think, more risks uh, because I think he has a lot of goodwill. And so I think there's a, there's a sense that it's like he doesn't even care about like setting it up right. as much. Like if you go back and watch the first season, there's a lot of uh, things that like take a good two minutes to be like, hey, we're going to a party and we're a couple and we're, you know we had to get a babysitter and you know, right, you know right, what I mean? Right, and it's, yeah. and this, this one is just like, it throws you right into everything. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's it's what almost I like want. If you're, if you're, if you take away the live audience, you're allowed to do things like uh, set up and like, you know, yeah. you, can, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can make them sit for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And if you give yourself more than a week to work on things, then like, you know, you can make a, yeah. a good yeah, show and not <laughs> shit. Yeah. Every week. And not very boring <laughs> pablum that no one likes. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever read, um, Kath Barbadoro's, uh, article that she wrote about, I think you should leave. She wrote it, um, sometime around yeah. the end of the Trump administration. And the idea was that like comedy had suffered so much under Trump because nobody could figure out how to be funny about Trump and nobody <laughs> could make like political comedy about Trump because he's already funnier than everybody. And like, you're not going to beat him. And so her thesis was that basically that I think you should leave is the only 
like enduring comedy of the Trump administration because it's all nonsense that's been applied <laughs> to politics. Oh yeah. So it's apolitical work that has been applied to politics. It's a very interesting article. We should, yeah. um, I don't know, link it in the thing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I um, haven't read it, but uh, I agree. Yes, it's like in, in when you can no longer uh, do like effectively satirize anything, then your only option is just to like create in, in like a weird detached way where everything where you just kind of turn everything sideways. I guess right. You, yeah, you just have to turn inward and. Uh, just notice every man, everything is uh, even in my local vicinity is kind of fucked up all the time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's what I watched. Jeremy, what did you watch? Wow. Thanks for asking, Brit. You're welcome, Jeremy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I watched, um, of course, I watched Independence Day this week. Hey. Independence Day. It was uh, the Fourth of July. It was the Fourth of July, and, and I had uh, a party. And I it was, was a fun time. For, uh, looking for a movie to watch, and I looked for a uh, like a listicle to see what are <laughs> the good Fourth of July movies, and they're all you know, The Patriot, Miracle, things like this. And uh, <laughs> I found out that my wife, my my beautiful loving wife, uh, had never seen Independence Day before. Wow, she'd really? never seen it. It was so a huge I, deal. It was a very that's, big deal. That's what yeah. I thought. Because uh-huh. I, I remember, I was talking about my, uh, my, I was talking about it with my parents this, like, this past weekend, because uh, I was, I felt like, I said, he said, you know, it was a summer blockbuster, but maybe it was just because I was younger, but it seemed like, even compared to other blockbusters, it felt yeah. like that one was fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it, like it seeped into culture so much, and like the the Bill Pullman speech, the the you know we will not vanish without fight. Like that's that's like a, an immortal movie moment. I feel like, but maybe it is just because we were kids, and like that was and they made like Happy Meal toys and whatever. It felt like an event that had not really happened before. Like yeah. Yeah. it was like it took what Jurassic Park became and did it on purpose, mm-hmm. and it felt unique at the time i don't know maybe there was well, it's just because they they poured an insane amount of money into the hype for like the release and so that you knew that it was yeah. there and it was an event and it was everywhere but then afterwards like you only it only made an impression on your brain if you like remember that or like are old enough to because otherwise if you just go back and watch it just like as a movie, it's just like, okay, it's another summer movie or whatever. It's like, well, all so the other is- shit that was around it doesn't make it feel like it was... like that. It felt like the giant ships were like trying to descend on Earth, except it was like advertising vultures instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Huge metal letters that say ID4. <laughs> yeah, the Pepsi Yeah, ID4. Logo. That's what they fucking called it, yeah. ID4. Uh, they don't do that with movies anymore. They no. don't come up with a whole different-ass name cute for nicknames it. for it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, and Sam Raimi should, tried to have... carry on the Spider-Man, uh, the uh, the tradition of like the metallic font logo, but then even yeah. for even with him, they rejected it. Yeah, we as um, a population. The, what the what I want to say about Independence Day though is that it is it is so much more than a popcorn movie. Though I really came into it really expecting just to be like, all right, it's just like a dumbass movie that I'm just going to watch and it's going to be fun, whatever. It's like surprisingly very well fleshed out. I'm very shocked by how often <laughs> in that movie there's just a person who is only in it for like, you know, five, six minutes, and their whole fucking thing 
like is just there like like they exist before the camera gets to them and they exist after the camera leaves Mm -hmm. them like these characters are like really well well (laughs) fleshed out and they're like actors that you like recognize from stuff all over the place brett spiner there's well part part of the reason for that is that like they shot like a five-hour movie's worth of shit for that and so like if you just search for like independence day deleted scenes it's like there's like so many and they're all stuff that's like that seems like it was pretty important like (laughs) like characters that seem like they were it's like the reason that the that the reason these characters feel like they were there and that they lived in this world is like yeah because they probably had like a half an hour's worth of footage on either end that they chopped out they've got like they shot all the backstory they just like got rid of it Because it was like, we don't want 30 more minutes of Randy fucking Quaid. We got Will Smith on the front. Put yeah, more right. of him. Will Smith, yeah. by the way, wildly charismatic. Oh, phenomenal. Unbelievable in this movie. Oh, he's so funny all the time. <laughs> he's he's like head and shoulders above like everyone else in it to yeah. the point where it's like, no wonder this is the movie that like really made it blow up Launches after like, yeah. he, after like boys, he made right? the jump from TV to this and it's like, well, yeah, because he carried that entire movie like... More or less by himself with some gold bloom assists here, here and there. But even then, he was already coasting on that Jurassic Park money. By then, I think. Yeah, I gotta say, Goldblum kind of sucks in it. He's like, <laughs> he every so often has like a funny line or whatever. Like he's got like a good couple of deliveries, but for the most part, he's just like saying really obvious exposition shit, and <laughs> well, like yeah. then saying weird like, "Oh my god, Dad, I can't believe it. You said cold." There you go. You said you make it sick. We gotta make the aliens. We sick. gotta make the aliens sick. We gotta put it on a flash drive and put it in their Apple computer up there. Well, it's because in like in Jurassic Park, like that character is written and like he's supposed to be like a com- he's a math pro- professor, but he's also like trying to be a cool guy and like he like he's written to wear like the black leather jackets and stuff like right. that. Like even in the in the in the the novel or whatever. But, but whereas in Independence Day, he's just supposed to be like some nerdy computer guy. But he's like, I'm just I'm just going to be the same guy. I'm just going to yeah, do that he again. He can't help himself. He's just like, uh, he's but he's, he's like, you're wearing the plaid shirts now. <laughs> it's like at least hunch over a little or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be a little we know bit what you're nerdier. like now. Just like put. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very surprised at how how fleshed out the characters end up being. I'm very surprised at how much. I enjoy watching Will Smith. The other thing that I really was impressed by is um, the, the pacing of the movie is very good for, for somebody like my wife where like she will tune out of a movie if there's too much action for too long. And it's really good (laughs) in independence day where it's like, you'll only get like, you you picture that movie in your head as being like nonstop action, but it's actually constant stop action because it's like they'll show you yes, like a dog is. fight with the airplanes, and then they'll cut to like, hey, I wonder what uh, I wonder what Jeff Goldblum's dad is up to. Let's go check in on him for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like in was... traffic, and he's like, oh, I'm so mad at the cars. Who is that actor? <laughs> he's um he's uh, the guy from Taxi. I mean, I, I just uh, yes. I, I watched it with a friend recently who was had seen it for the first time, and we were just like, "Can you remember any of the characters' names? Mm. Like what? Like Jeff Goldblum's dad? What was that character's name? Ooh. What was Jeff Goldblum's character's name? 
Mm-hmm. And it's you like because they're, they're I did they're, just watch it this week. <laughs> they're just because they're just like these, you know, they're just the loosely written archetypes that you're yeah. supposed to have in a s- summer blockbuster like this. They're just they they're they're being performed by like fun people to watch. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's just it's cast really well. There's a there's lot a of like staggering amount of people. cameos in it. Uh, I yeah. was very excited upon rewatch to see uh, uh, a uh, what a decade younger the guy who played Cy Abelman in uh-huh. the first yeah, like Cy ten Abelman. minutes. Oh, yeah, I was that was that was my that was my big cameo cheer for the night. The, the dad seeing. from the Wonder Years is in it. Um, all sorts of people. That's but yeah, right. you're right. I don't. I'm really struggling right now to even remember like what's Will Smith's name in the movie. <laughs> right. What's the president's name in the movie? <laughs> I, I have it pulled up. Okay. Guess. Guess who? Will Smith. Will Smith. Um. Dave (laughs) See this is why Men in Black was smart a couple of years later What were their names? J, K, K, Z There you go Yep. Yeah. Stephen Hiller. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Bill Pullman's name is Thomas Whitmore. Whitmore. I'm, they, I'm convinced they never say his name in that movie. I don't they think only they say, say Will Smith's the name ever. <laughs> I'm convinced they only say the president. Now, Jeff Goldblum, I remember, now that I'm looking at it, I remember his dad saying it. Do you remember Jeff Goldblum's name? He uh, says it a lot, yes. actually. Yes, now that you, but only because you said he says it a lot. What is it? It's David. Yeah, David. David. David Levinson. That's right. He does say it a lot. Uh, okay. But, but you can say it that much, and I still don't, <laughs> don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. If, I feel like I'm not very good with character no, names No, but it could have very easily been like, Jewish name, Jewish name. <laughs> yeah. Yes, all. So then, uh, uh, so I said it was, it, was, it was this guy, it was this guy, the director of this, and the writer of Saving Private Ryan, uh, converging together to form the the synthesis that w- of p- the propaganda synthesis that is the Patriot. But yeah. in yeah. between, I forgot that uh, in between directing those two films, uh, Roland Emmerich stopped off to direct uh, the 1998 Godzilla. Oh yes! Oh yeah! Hell yes, dude! I love that one. <laughs> what an insane concept for a movie to like have your starring people be like Matthew Broderick and two of the voice actors from The Simpsons. <laughs> and you're like, these guys, gonna, these guys are going to carry our Godzilla movie. <laughs> Man, this guy uh. has only directed dog shit. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy because well, he. Because before that, he well, well okay, I'm not going to... One of my best friends loves Stargate, so I'm not going to shit on it. All but right. he did Stargate, Universal Soldier. Um, after the Patriot, the day after tomorrow, Oof. 10,000 BC, and then 2012. He, oh, he did both of them? Oh, he did 2012? Yeah. <laughs> he did both of the disaster climate change movies. Wow. Uwe wow. Boll has the reputation that this man deserves. Exactly. He also did the terrible Stonewall movie that everyone hated. Oh, wow. But he's gay. That's a least. very impressively bad <laughs> career. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it's still a fun movie. That's one of his ones that holds Independence up. Independence is very fun, yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's get into the movie we watched this week. Yeah. Which is Marble Hornets. Doesn't really have a year. I it's a couple it, of years. It's, it has uh, a couple of years, um, but it is a famed movie that is also <laughs> uh, one of the first internet 
shows yeah like a show i would call it i would have called it a show but i would have been calling it a show in like a in a way that would have been like kind of cutesy what later became known as a web series i've never been really consistent with the terminology because i like to just kind of shaking it up is is just fun to me like yeah it's a show it's a series it's a program you know yeah it's a movie it's an eight-hour yeah. movie. It's a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was a web series that premiered in 2009 uh, and then ran for quite a few years until 2014. Um, uh, five years to the day. Really? We, did that. we, we, man- oh, we yeah. really wanted to pull that off, and we just barely did it. <laughs> how much did like how much did um did fans like just like like curl themselves into little knots being like what does that mean <laughs> uh well the last the last uh the last entry or just the it ended oh, just on that the same it was day. five years because i feel like everything got dissected so much by the fans like I th- just yeah. every little thing was just like it must mean something I th- I think that that one was kind of they kind of gave us a mulligan on that one as kind of like <laughs> oh that was just them you know it, they're just tying it all together, you know. They're making, nice you know, it's, bow, it's yeah. just right, a nice right. little, it's a little bow on top. Mm. Well, so this is a movie that is um, in entries, as Tim is saying. And Tim worked on this movie. I actually don't know the, like, because there's a name attached to the director on the Wikipedia, but I don't know, like, what your role exactly besides being one of the main characters. Was that, how much did um, you have creative control of this movie? So, um, I started off as, at first I was just an actor, um, for the first season, cause it was, I had known, um, uh, Troy and Joseph for probably a good, I don't know, maybe like six or seven months or so. Cause this is when we were still in college right. and, um, we'd like hung out at, at the, the age where like, six or seven months means a lot. Yeah, yeah, and we we'd been and <laughs> you know friend. we just we kind of like hung out at the uh, like the dining halls and stuff. I think it right. was I think it was like um, uh, Troy was like uh, uh, Brian, one of the other cast members who I've known since I was in like eighth grade. They were like classmates or something. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how they met. But anyway, um, uh, so yeah, the, I they messaged me. Um, on AIM, just to tell you, mm-hmm. just Hell to reinforce yeah. how long ago this was, um, it was Bring like in the sound I think it here. was. I think <laughs> it was after like the first movie or the or the first entry rather. Um, I got a message from Troy. He was like, "Hey, have you seen? Uh, I know you're. I know you're online a lot. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. there's stairs you, in your house. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> uh, did you? Uh, have you seen this thing called the uh, Marvel Hornets by any chance? And I was like, "No, should I have?" And he goes, oh, "Okay, well, uh, me and Joseph are the ones that are doing it. So if you if you do see it, don't uh, don't say anything." That's okay. Us. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's me. I think, I think it was a little while later because he knew that I'd like um, I'd had a little bit of uh, acting experience, uh, but he'd never actually like seen me act. I guess he just. <laughs> I'd seemed like someone who'd be okay at it. Yeah. Um, or maybe, or maybe like Brian talked me up a lot because uh, he and I were like, you know, in the, we, we were both in the high school uh, little shop of horrors production together. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, who were you? Who were you in it? The dentist, obviously. Hell oh, else? Yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> My boy. Who else yes. could I be like looking the way that I do? That's oh, you could have um, been in the chorus. You could have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And I can't. It was right around that time he asked. Me, so he asked me if I wanted to be in it. And I think they. I was like, yeah, sure. So they were doing it over the summer, and so I went to go meet um, with them. I think they'd already actually mentioned me by name in one of the previous videos. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like, well, yeah, I th- and I think it was one of those things. Where it was like, well, we'll mention him now, and then if he can't do it, then whatever. It's just another name that got dropped that doesn't mean anything. Right. Um, and so. <laughs> And so then we do the very first, my very first episode is uh, entry number nine. And then I, I gradually, I, I like, I, I come back for more, um, to shoot more episodes, mostly because of like, I was available all of the time, pretty much. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I kind of got more wrapped up into it and we, you know, it's, it's when it's only as a group of like three people, everyone kind of bounces off influencing one another so it kind of there's especially when a lot of the dialogue in the early ones was that improvised Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then um it was towards the middle of season two was whenever um we both like they started asking me more about like creative decisions and things like that like overall direction things and then by the time we got to season three, I was also just full on like co-writer. Right. Um, uh, a lot of the ones uh, I was the one I I would write a lot of the, I guess more. I don't want to say dialogue heavy ones. A, a a lot of the more dialogue heavy ones because it was mm. uh, the workflow kind of evolved into like. It was like Troy would kind of give the the like the general outline, and then I would kind of flesh it out into a script, and then Joseph would be the editor for that and take the red pen to it, and then we'd all kind of get together with that version, and then kind right. of like collaborate on that. Um, and then That's I so also fun. got in, and then I also got into more involved into a lot of like the the sound design aspect of it because I really am interested in sound yeah. I was going to say you're a big uh, you're, sound you're a big synth stuff. guy, right? You're a uh yes yes i i have been for i i've been a synth uh guy i guess since <laughs> i was like 18 but i could never really afford any right. until sure. somewhat recently um or didn't have good enough credit uh <laughs> <laughs> um, do you ag- but, do you actually know if death grips has sampled any of the sounds from this because i'm pretty sure they this? have <laughs> uh has anyone said that i've i've never heard that but that would be pretty cool i was i'm trying like, to remember i guess they would have been when did they first uh I'm, i don't know when the timeline was 2010 on was their first album so or 2010 uh, okay. or 11 well, it's right around the same time but i'm pretty sure that the song i break mirrors of my face in the united states is uh i think uh ha- has some of this stuff in there it's but it's um, possible if it was if it's true then that would be sick but also <laughs> yeah. uh, um for what for you know to their credit as far as like sounds that are easy to record if you know how to record them like those electronic glitching sounds like there's only a handful of just like raw ones you can you can record before you start like manipulating them and stuff so there's like there's a million different combinations that could sound almost but not quite the same just sure. because you would use the same like two tools to record all of it right <laughs> I used to use um I had like a uh, uh, like an old electric drum set thing like a toy 
not like a mm-hmm. real one that like with like the big pads like you have a guitar center but like a little shitty toy one and it mm-hmm. had a little pedal that you would use to like plug into the kick drum but the the end of it was like the one inch plug that you would use oh. for like a for like an amp right and so one day i was like hey what happens if i plug this into my amp and i plugged it into my amp and like just anytime you touched it it just made like crazy ass glitch sounds <laughs> and that so is... i just started recording that for absolutely everything that i did <laughs> like all sorts of like songs that it was inappropriate in <laughs> It's like a, it's like, it's like a, was it like electronic sounds or was it like physical, like knocking around sounds? No, no, it was I, like, so if you turned it on like clean on the amp, then it would be sort of like physical knocking around sounds. But once you turned on the distortion, it sounded like really digital and like glitchy. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. There's actually, so there's actually a name for that because that was like one of the things that they, there's like, there's this book, it's called like, um, like handmade electronic sounds is by this guy named Nick Collins. But one of the things he tells you how to do is make this thing that's called a contact mic. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, mm-hmm. it's just a little, they call it a, I think it's pronounced piezo disc, but it's like, it's a little, it's like a brass disc with a little piece of quartz in it and two wires off of it. And what it does, it it converts mechanical to electrical signals and vice versa. Right. Um, which is what they use for like your the vibrate thing in your phone. But that's also probably what was in your kick drum pad. So you pro- it was probably like, Mm-hmm. It's, I made a contact mic and then just cranked it way up until it was just like <laughs> f- losing its mind and yeah. you know feeding <laughs> back in on itself a bunch of times. But that's like the I mean that's in some ways that's kind of like I I think of that as being like the essence of the like not just marble horns but like like making stuff for the internet and and just kind of like making stuff in general like it's that sort of like that element of just being like, Hey, this is like a one inch thing. I wonder what happens when I plug it into here. <laughs> I kind of, like I always think of marble Hornets as being a similar sort of a thing where it's like, there wasn't anything like marble Hornets before marble Hornets. You guys just kind of like did that out of nowhere. Like I didn't know anything else like it when I first came across it. So, so just before we get really into it, if you haven't ever heard of this, if you're a younger person, yeah, uh, or if you just weren't on if the internet, if you're younger, you're time, probably more likely to have heard of it. Honestly, you think so? By now, because of Nightmind and stuff, but um, <laughs> well, and like um, the the Slenderman documentary on HBO and right. whatever. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, what the movie is is uh, a series of YouTube videos. They were all uploaded to YouTube, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because they use. The, the story uses functions of YouTube that don't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> like replies <laughs> videos. Um, so it's very fun to figure out how to watch this. But it's the premise is a guy named Alex was filming a student film called Marble Hornets. Then a guy named Jay is like, what happened to all that stuff? He gets a bunch of the footage and starts looking through it, realizes that there's weird shit on some of these tapes. Looks like someone's following around Alex. So he starts researching all of this. Uh, Brian and Tim get involved. Uh, it turns out there is a supernatural creature that has something like proxies or maybe controlled guys that yeah. he has. And those are called Masky and Hoodie. And they... Um, <laughs> by others, not by us. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, really, it's just Tim <laughs> uh, <laughs> most of the time. Um, but um, yes. Uh, so... It's sort of half a story um, and then half an ARG. Yeah, people called it at the time. I don't know if you've ever, you guys ever intended it to be that way. Is would were you thinking of it as an ARG at the time? Not, I mean, not really. I mean, mostly because I don't think any of us 
uh, knew what that was at the time. <laughs> right. Uh, like what that phrase, because I think there had only been, it was like the, clo- the most recent one that I can think of was like the one they did for the Dark Knight with like the Harvey Dent campaign and stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, I, I, I personally don't remember as far as, don't remember not like as far as like uh, possible influences. I can't think of anything that I would have run across before it that was not like a professionally done thing. Like yeah. it, that wasn't a marketing campaign for something. Basically, it's like no, it's not. This isn't yeah. trying to get me hyped up for a movie that's coming out next year or something. It's like this is this exists for its own sake for once. Right. Um, well, I do remember when when Marvel because because in two thousand seven the Nine Inch Nails. Um, ARG Year Zero came out, and um, and I remember when Marble Hornets came out. My initial inclination was, "What is this for? Like, <laughs> who, who, like what is what is this movie or what is this album? Like, what is it going to yeah. be?" And, and I'm I not saying like that, that like it's all that. it's automatically bad that they're marketing because, like, like you said, like the Year Zero, that kind of shit is cool. It's just like it's cool, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just I I guess we weren't really thinking it, of it in those terms, and I think yeah. The biggest reason being we wanted to make sure that everything, all of the most important stuff was contained onto the YouTube channel parts. Mm -hmm. And so everything else, it was like you would get more if you did know it was there, but you wouldn't miss anything essential if you didn't. Right. So I just watched all eight hours of it uh, this week. Um, <laughs> which, uh, to be fair, I hadn't actually seen all of it. Like I remember when it came out and I remember watching, uh, you know, it nearly weekly as it was coming out and remembering when people were like, Oh, the, to the arc thing is important too. Um, which is another YouTube channel that ended up being sort of a part of the same story. Um, but I watching into season two, I was like, Oh, at some point I stopped um so i i didn't finish it until this yeah. this week um which is it's funny which if you say that especially because it becomes such a wildly different thing like after really season does, yeah. 2 it's and interesting. I, yeah. I didn't really realize that until i rewatched it last year on twitch whenever whenever lockdown was first kind of was kicking in and uh i just kind of did a watch along with everybody but yeah, it's it's it 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 morphs into something else after that. <laughs> yeah. So, but what what were the um what are the parts that aren't on YouTube that you were mentioning? Like, is there something that I didn't get to see that? There's didn't like exist? the Twitter stuff and like. Um, oh so, yeah. Yeah. So the 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 Twitter account uh, uh, was also posting in character. Although, if you had tried to look for it within the last few months. You would <laughs> you would have been disappointed because uh, uh, it got hacked by some guy. Uh, he like <laughs> he jacked the account and then uh, he deleted all of the tweets and then he was just like, uh, "Hey, what's up?" You know, just like wasn't he like an I African get, like like I, business guy or something? I don't know, but it was like it was like if he i think he didn't realize what kind of a of high follower account he was hacking <laughs> it was just like buddy if you're trying to sell something you came to the wrong place <laughs> that's but, amazing uh, so yeah so there was the twitter there was the twitter account um and then um i think that was 
it, but even even within that, there's like the only way you can get everything is if you like instead of going directly to the the YouTube channel, you have to find one of the playlists that also has the two the arc videos in it because right. they utilized a feature that uh, no longer exists. And although the more you think about it, the more it's kind of insane that it ever existed to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it but seems maybe like they, it was only ever used for harassment purposes. I th- yeah, I think they maybe uh, they maybe didn't really think that one through very much. But yeah, so the. The ch- the YouTube channel to the Ark was a second YouTube channel that was meant to be another character within the story, um, responding, posting videos in response to the main series. Um, but they were they were they utilized the YouTube video reply feature, which meant that whenever you used that, whenever you went to watch the main Marble Hornets video, you would see this video reply underneath it from yeah, this other account that said to, like- to the Ark. Were you able to keep other people from posting replies at the time? I don't know, because I uh, I think Troy was the one that was running the uh, YouTube channel at the time. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I really got I didn't I don't think I logged into any of the account in, of the accounts at that time. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> they, it's like they, they it's like they they got rid of the it's so we made those to the arc videos and then they got rid of that feature. And then we kind of like just kind of stopped doing those, kind of let them fall by the wayside. But then enough people kept asking us about them. We just kind of assumed that like, well, they got rid of that feature, so no one's going to watch them now. But enough people asked us that we um, kind of started doing those again. (laughs) Yeah, and there were enough people in enough places at that point, like posting about it constantly, that there was always somebody to be like, and let's let's just like post this into the forum so everybody sees it. And uh, okay, yeah. that, that counts as him uh, interacting with Jay. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and it's um, uh, and this well, and also it originally started. It was it was being the even before the Twitter account. They were, uh, I think, for the first few videos, Troy was actually posting them on the something awful forums in the mm-hmm. paranormal images thread, like. Yeah. Um, with like a, a maybe like a paragraph or so along with them for the first couple. That's how um, I found them. I think uh, you you know you asked about were, were we thinking of it in terms of an arg. I think really it it makes more sense if you say it's more like we were thinking of it in the terms of just like that was the kind of stuff that you posted on the something awful forums. It was like, yeah, yeah. it was like you'd post like a, it would be a video with you know, that, you know, that you were saying was you like some kind of interact, you know, it was like th- they would have like the, the uh, choose your own adventure game threads all the times, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. just tell, but that's like that, vi- that point and click adventure game, uh, dropsy, the clown that came out a few years ago was one of those. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, uh, so like it, 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 it also, I think is kind of a product of the, the way that I guess the, the something awful forums kind of operated at the time, as opposed to like, not just the kind of things people were posting, but how they did it. Right. So what we were saying before was like Marble Hornets ended up being one of, in my mind, at least, or in in popular memory and history one of the very first web series in general because people were like comparing it to like lonely girl 15 or whatever right which is like barely anything it was like a vlog that was fictional Mm -hmm. um but this i think really stands the landmark 
uh, as like something of that ended up being kind of unique, I yeah. guess, um, because instead of this being, you know, the man with a movie camera of of web series, it kind of ended up being like, oh, people already did that, so we can't do it anymore. <laughs> right. Well, and that's what kind of like the reason why I wanted to talk about this on the show in particular and, and Tim, why I wanted to have you on to talk about it is like, it kind of represents this like very, very brief window of, of like the, the hope of what YouTube could have been like, where like yeah. I remember YouTube as like an early platform and it's just kind of a place where you go and like, you see like a, a clip from Aqua Teen hunger force and you're like, yeah, that is funny that Frylock said that. And then um, <laughs> at some point or another, you start seeing like, like the amazing atheist and you're like, Oh, look at this. Like people are like talking into a camera and that's the whole thing that they do. Yeah. And, that's like, weird. Isn't that interesting? And he's, fighting with a with a god guy and like the two of them are like doing <laughs> things back and forth and you're like oh I wow like, trying to is rebrand like, as like a bernie guy amazing. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't pull it off uh, uh he didn't pull it off as well as some of those other ex gamergate people did yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway go uh, ahead yeah but so it like it started to like kind of mature into a into a a, a platform and you're like this is interesting where this is going and then i remember seeing marble hornets and being like oh my god like this is what it's supposed to be this is what youtube is meant to be is like a is a place for people to like express and make things and like and like do really weird and interesting things and then somewhere in the middle seemingly of making marble hornets it just became like no actually we're all just doing amazing atheist he just kind of like he, he figured it out <laughs> yeah, right yeah. away and we're just doing that Whoops. like Whoops. even the most like so easy like, contrapoints is like wildly creative and like doing all these big production value things but at the end of the day she's still just a person talking into a camera about some shit like nobody's <laughs> doing like cool movies nobody's doing marble hornets right. well that's the thing i think what's in what always is sort of fun and interesting is that it's always sort of the same. Like when someone figures out a medium, it's that you take and understand the, the significance of the medium and like the material reality of that medium. Mm -hmm. And then you create a story that is born out of those mechanics. Mm -hmm. And this happens with video games. This happens with any new technology is that you say like, okay, well this is where that leads us. Right. Um, And it's funny because it's always the same sort of systemic way it happens but takes a lot of people a long time to figure out what would be interesting to do with it it's Um, also just like when you live in an age when you're like constantly inundated with more information than ever before uh, like how how are you supposed to cope other than learn how to like make a decent hobby out of learning to like regurgitate the, the, the information you find the most interesting. Right. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, exactly. I I mean, I'm sort of like, I'm kind of working on one of those right now, to be honest. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, there's this little side hobby, uh, being perfectly aware that that's what it is, but what can I say? I'm a product of my environment. (laughs) Right. I feel like the modern version of marble Hornets would be like the, the, because something that Marble Hornets always was like kind of uh, missing st- at times was like, um, like what is Jay's like? Wh- why is Jay still doing this? Right? Like at some point you're just like Jay, you're in so much danger all the time. Like, do you really care about <laughs> Jessica that much? Like, the thing that would make it work in like a modern times is like they would be like 
Jay would be like a like an influencer type who'd be like, "Come on, guys! Like, just follow along with me." Hashtag Marble Hornets. Like, come on, guys! <laughs> Let's get that follow fam going. Let's get five thousand likes on this, and I'll go into the abandoned hospital. Well, see, the thing yeah. is, those those guys are, were like those people were already around back then, but we made a conscious decision early on. We were just like, we don't want it to even look like one of those. We don't want him to be. That was why we like that was why Troy decided to use the text on the screen is because mm. he didn't want it to be a guy talking at a camera and it's like those were basically the two options you had if you know if, if all if all you had was like a handy cam right. and Absolutely. Uh, some and editing it's, software. It's funny because uh that lasts for so long. It's like the text uh on the screen uh that when you do break it, I th- can't remember who sort of just finally talks into the camera, but it's so refreshing. <laughs> There's like a couple moments where someone just turns the camera on themselves or like into a mirror and it's just like, okay, I did this. And it's like, oh God, hello, hi. <laughs> See the, the, and, like, and things like that, it's like um, when it's such a small uh, crew working on it, there's... And it's that means it's like so few people have so much control over every little aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's really easy to tweak all these little details on the fly, right? And it's all these little things, like you were saying, because it's like you said, it's like you as you go along, you develop these these rhythms and these kind of these cadences that you almost don't notice after a while. Yeah. It's like the the space between each. A piece of text on the black background is this this amount of time, like the amount of time between pressing play and the first title coming up is this long, and mm-hmm. then once you've been doing that for a couple of years, you can start to use that. And so, if something to if something major needs to happen, you make an emph- emphatic point. Maybe that pause is just a little bit longer. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, just but just long enough that you don't quite notice it is. It just feels right. it just it just feels like it's going on forever. Yeah, you definitely notice those things because they they start happening where like the little uh, fabric of the of the the way it's sorted uh, ends up changing. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. It's like so many of these things are like. Uh, uh, like completely missing from from uh, Hollywood horror, like like big budget horror movies is like I was thinking about the first time that you see um, the first time you see Maskey like walk past the car in that one scene is like in in a major motion picture context you'd see that and there would be like a big like bass hit when he like walks right. across the screen <laughs> and just thinking about how like the way that it was made you know you guys probably just like you know pointed at a camera and had him walk past and like you know edited it later or whatever but it's like it hits the same way as if you like did the bass hit it's 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 impressive stuff i think it's, <laughs> a lot of the well, time. i think i you say that it's like the the hollywood the hollywood movies don't do anything like that i think it's more that just that they can't they can't do that because of the sheer difference in scale like even just mm. Even just the smallest movie productions have to have, um, like a lot. I mean, you know, there was a we visited the location of the 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 Marble Hornets movie adaptation, and it was just like they were shooting a scene in the house. It was like the guy and his dog, and there was mm-hmm. still what like thirty, forty people around the house, and it's like yeah, there's a certain amount of tension 
um, that is really hard to replicate in that kind of environment because that that tension also exists within the people who are making it. There's right. the, a, a stunt scene uh, feels more intense when you know that the guy holding the camera is also like just some guy saying, oh shit, I hope I don't hurt myself. So in a way, it, it, it's almost like it, it feels there's something more... I don't know. There's there's just something different about the the two approaches. Yeah. It's like well, you're probably you, you, you're, you're getting a lot of peripheral fear in your in your performance probably just by the sheer fact that you're alone with two other dudes at an abandoned you know mental hospital or whatever. It's like that is a spooky place to be just regular and like, yeah, you guys are also acting out like a crazy thing where there's a monster chasing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I I, I kind of got a trial by fire as far as. Uh, like acting goes because I did I did take some acting classes like later on mm-hmm. and I it was you know just one of those situations where I found out that there were like names for things that I'd sort of accidentally figured out on my own but in like a weird way yeah um so I was like I would get myself in the right headspace by just like we'd already be in the creepy uh abandoned hospital except it wasn't that creepy because we'd already been there 50 times right but it's like we would already be in this creepy place, just these like three guys. I would go into like the the room, the examining room in the middle part that had no windows, and just stand there until I just scared yourself, and until I just <laughs> yeah, until I just I just kind of force myself into that headspace by any means necessary, and then just went out and did it as well as I could, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's I you know watching some of that stuff. You know, I, I was just imagining filming it. I was scared because <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to be in those there, like those yeah. places. I mean, I've, I've filmed a movie in college that was like partially had some scenes in an abandoned house. And it was just like I was scared just being there, <laughs> let alone <laughs> watching the movie. So but it, it is funny because so your main character, your main villain is uh, called. Well, did, is he ever named in the in the show? Uh, no, he's ever, he's never said by any name in the show. He's been referred to, he's been referred to by us as the operator for a couple of different reasons. One of which, uh, one of which was because we wanted, uh, by the time we come up with a name, it had kind of deviated from like the something awful forums version of Slender Man that was already yeah. around. And also, um, we just didn't really like that name. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a stupid to be name. It's yeah. a very yeah. stupid name. Operators really way better the, for uh, Slenderman, yeah. <laughs> Objectively speaking, yeah. Well, and, and uh, Slendy is a meme, yeah. and and the sh- the monster in the show is scary. Yeah, he can't have a goofy <laughs> name. Um, yeah, he the he was he was supposed I, he was scary for a little while there. I guess. Yeah, I, guess I mean, I always I guess found some... him very scary in the show. Like, I think you guys made really great use of like what I imagine was probably just like a pile of brooms in a suit. It's a guy on stilts. Is it a guy yeah, on well, stilts? Yeah. I mean, it really is. Uh, we the the one question that we stubbornly bit have been refusing to publicly answer, mostly uh-huh. at this point, just because it's fun to it's still funny. have some yeah, kind of mystery. Do that, yeah. But we don't we don't say how we do the creature. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, one of the reasons also being that um, uh, whatever anyone is imagining is probably more impressive than what we actually had. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said pile of brooms. I assume. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 kind of going back. That's part of 
what I was saying, how the certain aspects of it can only exist in that kind of an environment because it's because your resources are so limited. You just you sit down with the stuff that you do have and first you learn how to get good at actually using it and then you start sort of learning how to tweak things and do right. things do things the way you're not supposed to be it with our you know be it with the cameras or like i said with like the editing beats and the rhythm and all of those kind of things there's all these little things that you can that you can that that are that are hard to write in advance because they almost have to be accidents mhm like things that you that you didn't you know you didn't intend for it to happen that way, but it's like well I like that so I want to use it now. I feel like that's that's easier to do whenever you're already like just kind of zooming along at a hundred miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's um, it's it's like a it's 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 punk rock, right? It's like it's it's the same sort <laughs> of idea. It's like the I mean the idea of like you guys just picking up a handheld camera and making this like gigantic show that like i mean it ended up it was probably like a pretty pretty instant hit right like it was it within was the first couple episodes it was probably picking up some pretty good views it definitely took off it definitely got, got a lot of steam surprisingly early um and then uh yeah it just kind of it gradually grew but it's never it's never hit like that huge the the like the huge huge youtube numbers right, it's yeah, always yeah. been like big for a cult series thing kind of mm-hmm. kind of numbers you know it's like uh yeah that's what's so that's so shocking to me and, and so strange that it's sort of i feel like everyone knows what it is yeah but it's like i maybe I, i'm wrong well, <laughs> maybe I, you're wrong yeah, i, I, I mean i i can't really answer that question with any kind of accuracy because anyone sure. who has talked to but talked to me about it like i'll have sampling sampling bias basically but Mm-hmm. It does seem like I get I, I do still get recognized on Twitter a lot more than I would have expected mm-hmm. uh, all this time later. That's do you get sort recognized of, in person? Like, do people stop you in person ever? Um, no, not really. Well, not really anymore because uh, you know I've I still haven't been outside. I really sure. basically don't step outside <laughs> my house with a face covering anymore, but. Uh, <laughs> And it also doesn't help that I pretty much just go to work. Uh, but um, the only places, so like, if I got invited to like conventions or things, or even just went to ones, obviously I got I I would get invited to those, sure. and then people would recognize me there. But the one, the other place that I got recognized at a lot is uh, they might be Giants live shows. <laughs> really, every time I, I got. I've been Absolutely. I've been to multiple sh- uh, shows and I get recognized like seven or eight times per show. Wow! Wow! Because <laughs> it's nerds. a lot of overlap, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're nerds. Um. <laughs> that was well, that I, the, the I mean the the first time the first time I met uh, it was like I met people like in person. One of the first times was like some people that had added me on Facebook a long time ago, like we met up like at a, they might be giant show that was, so that was like, <laughs> that's like, it's that has also been a fixture for me ever since, I guess they will always be linked. That's funny. Um, so I guess my big takeaway from Marble Hornets is how uniquely it still is and how literally no lessons were learned. 
<laughs> yeah, nobody, just, nobody looked at Marble Hornets and were like, this is what we should be doing. Oh, nobody I, looked at it. I know how like, to iterate on the this. The only thing anybody thought to do is what Hollywood idiots always think to do, which is just be like, hey, let's buy it and make a bad movie. Out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, but it's like, why isn't there more than once? Why isn't there a TikTok version? They did it more than once? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's Slender, right? Was that well, also I mean, a Marble the, There was the, the yeah, there was like the sl- the the actual like the of- official like Slender Man movie, mm-hmm. um, which is like that one was kind of doomed to fail for a, a lot of different reasons. I think, um, mo- like, just going into it, I think basically they had to draw this line in in the sand for legal reasons that said. These are the things that belong to us that are the Slender Man, which are, you know, these are the part of the original IP. But the thing right. is, those are like five forum posts worth of stuff. <laughs> and all the rest of it is like stuff that's made by other people, but they can't use any of that. Right. Um, so, so now the, the Slender Man breathes fire. <laughs> so, like, so, like, people go expecting to see a Slender Man thing, like, the thing that they're already expecting that they're familiar with and they're like where's all the the stuff that should be in a slender man movie right um that's Weird. that's 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 my that was my take on it anyway at least that's my educated guess i never actually watched it but considering <laughs> i i think it's on the imdb bottom 50 right now <laughs> are you talking about slender or always watching i'm talking about the slender man movie oh well i say that i actually haven't I haven't seen either one of them. Um, people seem <laughs> to either. people seem to be a lot less harsh on always watching. So I'm I'm trusting the. I mean, obviously they would say that to me, or maybe they wouldn't actually. Um, but uh, I mean, it does, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, uh, they if it's maybe it's good, maybe it's not. Whatever. Uh, everyone who everyone I met who worked on it was nice to me. That's all I really care about. Sure, That's of the, course. They all, all seem matters. like nice people. I mean, I have a, I have many film friends who have worked on terrible things. Oh yeah, nice. I like, couldn't even tell you how many people <laughs> I love who are terrible at stand-up comedy. <laughs> no, like they, they did a great job, but it's just like <laughs> you know, it only takes like two people at a, in certain positions to make a bad to make a movie bad yeah you yeah know, like it's really easy i was talking about snl before i mean yeah. how many incredible <laughs> comedians have gotten hired by snl only to make the worst show on television <laughs> yeah it happens like, um, i mean you know it's like whether it's a whether the script is good whether the script is bad that does not affect you know m- m- most of none of the below the line people's pay rates either way. Of course, yeah. they're, they they're they're still you know they're still making a living one way or the other. So mm-hmm. I yeah. say, uh, so what? Hey, do <laughs> I do uh, before we before we close out. I do have a story that I do need to tell because it is so funny. And Tim, I did tell you this very briefly, but uh, during the time that um, Marble Hornets was coming out. Uh, towards kind of towards the the latter end, I suppose uh, I was dating a girl who uh, I had started to suspect was kind of a dummy, 
and um, <laughs> this is a dumbass. We were kind of like on our way. We were kind of on our way out, and things were kind of like hitting the rocks. And I was starting to see more and more like places where I was like, "You really are kind of just like a like." I I feel bad saying it, but like you're not a very smart person. And the, the one of the things that really tipped me off was when I showed her Marvel Hornets, and she was like, "Do you think it's real?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? You should have said yes. I always said yes. Every time someone asked me, I said yes. Come Wait, on. Like fans come up to you and be like, how are you alive? Are you okay? I, I, you know, it must people have been so would sad ask when if it was Jay real died. and I would say yes. I would get messages. I don't know why. They're I mean, just they're probably, probably looking for kids. something to say, I would imagine. Children, Children yeah, not yeah, adult too. women. <laughs> Who you're having sex with. Um, oh and then another thing that she thought was uh, after she found out that it was fake um and she was kind of like working her way through the series the the reveal that your maskie is what like at the beginning of second season something Uh, like that yes but i would also like well yeah go ahead Uh, so so uh, what i was gonna say is like (laughs) leading up to before the reveal she's like do you think tim is maskie (laughs) well no see like I Come never really on. considered that a reveal because uh, we just thought it was like it was so immediately obvious. obvious from the get go. Oh, and wait, then people really? are like oh, analyzing it, and we're like, <laughs> we were like, what? Uh, wh- who else could that be? Who else could it be? Who else? And so <laughs> there, there were there were some t- there were some things where we th- the, the thing about uh, you know you're talking about how this this uh, this kind of series couldn't could only exist in this kind of format one of them is that we were we would never like be super like fan we would never directly take fan suggestions but we could react to uh like fans reactions almost there we there could be like this this kind of a if not a direct like taking on of suggestions at the very least like bouncing off of something that we did see and there would be things that we would put in almost solely because they were uh they became mysteries that we never thought were going to be mysteries Mm -hmm. or like questions (laughs) or you thought were obvious people got mad at us for never answering questions but then sometimes they created their own questions that we thought we answered already like Mm -hmm. uh because there was uh well, the, uh, it was always little details when I say that because there was one thing. Uh, there's a there's a scene in season three where um, uh, one character uh, uh, says he 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 excuses himself to uh, uh, urinate off screen, and then the other character picks something up off of the ground and attacks him also yeah. off screen. But you just see him pick that up, and you hear the sounds. Well. The, one of the f- many fast, you know, trial by fire kind of lessons you get to learn making a project like this when you're learning how the camera works as you're learning to make <laughs> the show uh, is that some things look different in real life than they do on camera. And yeah. so that huge metal, pu- what we thought was a large metal <laughs> pipe that the character lifted up, a lot of people were, just thought was a big stick. It looks and like a so, little stick. It looks like and, a stick, yeah. <laughs> so in the very next, in the very next ep- entry, we made sure that the like the one of the text slides in the next one, 
specifically included the words metal pipe that he used. <laughs> really big pipe. So we pipe. could directly Impressive say pipe. it was a metal pipe. <laughs> it was not a stick. God damn it. Sorry. I watched him attack him with a gigantic pipe. Yeah, an enormous, <laughs> again, very like not only super Mario size, crushing, huge pipe. Thick. <laughs> not only, not only is it is it uh, allowing you to uh, react to your audience in real time in a way that isn't possible in any other medium, but it it's also means that the things that get reactive to can be way more petty than anyone working on a Hollywood production would bother <laughs> with. They're not sure. going to bother changing a line in the script just because they got mad that some people online thought that a pipe was a stick. Yeah. But you know what? A couple of 22-year-old college guys with nothing better to do certainly did. But you know what? That's basically how Hollywood works now. I was going to say, that's like, how Snakes on a Plane happened. But no, that's way even... I mean, there's well, lots of was, stuff where it's just like, on, we decided not to make Confederate. Like, no, a whole well, HBO show just didn't Oh, they happen. remade um, Sonic the Hedgehog because everyone was like, yeah. his teeth are weird. He looks like shit. <laughs> well, see, Snakes they on a Plane was the... a whole movie. Snakes on a Plane was the precursor to the uh, Zack Snyder Justice League because I think yep. that was the very first time that a, a online uh, audience managed to bully an entire movie production into changing <laughs> yeah. the movie because yeah, they bullied funny. him into putting the Snakes on a Plane line in it and changing the title mm -hmm. because Snakes on a Plane was supposed to be a working title and they changed it and they got bullied into changing it back to Snakes on a Plane. So yeah. that if it was... Yeah, and I remember him. at the time it felt like everyone was excited and be like, "Oh, a new era of democracy <laughs> in making in making cool things happen." And now it's just we get fucking. Now we get five hour right. justice league yeah. because we're afraid of a mass shooting happening. They were <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, so we should uh, we should wrap up here. Um, basically, what I wanted to one actually, I'm sorry. One more thing I wanted to ask you is. Stuff like Nightmind, five-hour-long things examining something you did. Like, how does that does that feel like just more fan interaction, or is it sort of weird? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's it's always exciting and flattering that someone has taken enough interest in something that you have done to want to analyze it into mm -hmm. that particular detail, and it's like I. I've never really talked to Nightmind. I think I maybe in Twitter DMs once or twice, maybe. But mm -hmm. for the most part, it's like uh, I I I encourage all that stuff, and I and I'm and I always get excited whenever I see you know someone someone discovering it or sharing it and whatnot. But I've also k kind of like kept at a distance just because it's almost like to, it feels yeah. it it, sure. it feels like. Partly, a, I don't know, partly like an ego thing, kind of like it feels like I don't I, it would take a while to get past. I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't be healthy for my ego, I guess, <laughs> being, yeah. you know, being around someone who's who or, you know, talking at great depth, uh, you know, I don't know. It's I feel like I should keep my distance because it feels like, uh, you know, it's like the the. Who was the magician guy that went on TV and told him how they did all their tricks? That guy, oh, you know, Valentino. it's like even that guy, he still had a mask on the whole time. 
You know, it yeah. was still he kept a distance between those two. Well, it's you know. because it was dangerous. It's da- the, yeah, the, it was da- the, the magic mafia. The magicians would murder him. When actually, it was just also part of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I think it's a it's a very interesting thing historically, and I think it was great to watch finally all of it. Um, it it's it's a very fantastic thing. Um, because almost because it's so singular, but I wish that we had learned stuff. Like I wish there was marble hornets for TikTok or whatever, yeah. any, anything else. Just like, somebody else doing marble hornets again. Like not like, you know, like somebody else like taking up the mantle and being like, let's make something that like kind of fucks with and breaks the way that this website works. This website where like most of the internet is spending most of their time. It's like one of the top 10 websites that's visited on a daily basis and, and like nobody because, fucks with it anymore. Especially nobody because tries. you don't have to even make an excuse for people filming shit all of the time. Yeah. Like you guys were in this weird position where it's like, well, why would somebody want to film everything they do? Yeah. Um, and you, yeah, I think elegantly came up with a reason because you're in I mean, mortal danger and you're, you know, whatever. But And also we, we were filming like it with a big physical camera still, which yeah. I feel like yeah. that alone like gives off a different impression. But it also, yeah, I mean, you had to address it, right? Because there's moments in the show where it's like people are like, why are you putting a camera in my face? <laughs> where it's yeah. like now that just wouldn't be an, a question. Yeah, if someone you'd be was... like, what is a cop murdering someone over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we... why you got your phone out? What's going oh, on? Oh, my God. That's the fucking, that's the channel. I know. Is you do you do police brutality videos with Slenderman shows up in the background. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Slenderman. <laughs> I mean, all the good you ones romantic are Russian comedies this way. You could do anything this way. All the good ones are in Russia, in Russian, and are real. So I, it seems like <laughs> there's not really any point in that at this point. But yeah, yeah. it's like there is this. I, I've one of the things I've been getting into, well, I've been into for a while, but I can actually like pursue because uh, uh, it turns out I, I found out I had ADHD like a year ago, so it was like all the lights <laughs> finally came on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been uh, I've been really interested in like old te- old technology, old like old machines. I've been I've been finding. I got really lucky for like basically nothing like 10 15 bucks I've been getting like old you know cassette players and TVs and consoles and reel to reel players and stuff like that mm-hmm. because I I've, I've gotten really interested in uh which is kind of like that the the thing earlier I mentioned I've been sort of I've been working on in a weird way but um just the these these pieces of technology that were once cutting edge and they were sort of the way that we interacted with the outside world. And then they just kind of become obsolete and crumble away. And it's watching Marvel Hornets now to me, it's like it dovetails with all of these other things that I've been interested in recently because Mm it, whenever it, it felt like this current thing, whenever it's, uh, whenever it was coming out, whenever it was airing still, it was this thing that you were keeping up with. But now, especially if you're someone like in high school now who just finds it, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not owned by any big company. It's not on any streaming services. You won't see ads for it. You'll just, you will only have found it because you were already looking for it. And it, now it adds this layer of, 
it feels like this relic to this kind of transitional era because yes, we're posting it on YouTube, but like you see us walking into the store to buy more mini DV tapes and like, yeah, my, my, the, the TV and, um, uh, Jay's apartment is in season one was my old apartment. It still had like my old CRT TV in there and stuff like that. And it's all those things. It's like that, were completely different, but we sort of forgot how different they were because we just kind of didn't notice whenever they left. Yeah. And I've been, that's, that's kind of been something I've been fascinated by for a while now. And then it was really weird watching Marvel Hornets, uh, fairly recently again and getting that same feeling from that too. Just like, Oh, we, we, we managed to craft one of those. It's, it, it lives in this weird sort of, uh, this window that it's liminal space, one of those, as the kids <laughs> one say. One of those, one of those moments where there could have been like there could have been several different ways that could have gone afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, it was really interesting watching it this time and and it feeling such like a time capsule. Like it, yeah. it, it feels like oh, this was ten years ago, and it yeah. feels like it's from ten years ago in a way that I wouldn't wasn't even really expecting it to feel. Like I was like. Oh yeah, no one had phones. Yeah, that was no, yeah. like phones are so recent. It they just feel such like a complete like extension of society now. But like you don't see yeah. a smartphone happen. until like the last couple episodes, I think. Yeah, and you know towards the end in twenty fourteen. But yeah, it's almost and I guess it's fitting considering what the final like shot of the movie is. It's sort of like mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels it feels like a like a fork in the road of one of several possible futures i guess yeah <laughs> yep we're definitely in the worst one we're for in the sure. worst one unfortunately uh, oh yeah <laughs> but anyway it's a uh, jeremy would you recommend marble hornets of course i would recommend <laughs> it of course come on everybody go watch it come on yeah i mean if you haven't seen marble hornets it's a it's a fantastically unique thing i mean like obviously we haven't really done any sort of actual criticism of it um i will say you're all children and the acting isn't top notch but yeah (laughs) especially honestly i was really impressed in season two and three that like some of those scenes do really function yeah you you in particular get so much better as the show goes like (laughs) by the end of the show i'm just like oh my god look at that he's like he's a little actor and then everybody else is like (laughs) still kind of the same (laughs) you are great in the in the third season (laughs) yeah i think as a i think as a the way it functions to make you feel like you're you know, watching this thing of like people just figuring stuff out, it 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 works really well. Yeah. Um, it's long. I would suggest not binging it, uh, like I just did this week, <laughs> yeah. because it is definitely an episodic thing. It feels like kind of has the pace of a web comic. Yeah. Where it's like you kind of want to wait a little while to see what happens to your characters. Yeah. yeah. You definitely we, uh... don't want to watch eight hours of them wandering around, but it, there is a lot of tension that builds. Especially, man, season two is honestly so fucking good like the all like this like little bottle season where you're there in a hotel and yeah. like you're figuring out what happened it's so nice it's there's really interesting stuff in this there's, show um there's there's something i could i could say about that i'll try i know we've already been going on lo- a long time probably so i'll be <laughs> trying to be brief about it but it's, it's all right. like at the very you know for the 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 first two or three seasons it was we are making this uh to be watched as soon as we post it by whoever's watching this live and keeping up with this, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was kind of the attitude that we made it for the first 
really more, especially the first season and somewhat the second one, but then the, the, the third one was when we finally decided it was like, uh, this, this show is only going to be a work in progress until it, we finish it, but it's going to be a, after that, it's going to be a finished work forever. Mm-hmm. So it, that was when we started like saying, uh, some of the some of the pacing we were experimenting with the pacing and to be fair some of the times we did stretch it out a little too much uh but (laughs) that was kind of when we finally said we were finally ready to be like look let them sit let them hate this one because uh the they'll be they'll completely forget they were mad when the next one airs like you know we would we would at least know ahead of time it was just like we knew that this was supposed to be like the boring setup part, but they didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> and so the people watching it at the time were just like, God damn it. They're just watching it, walking through the woods again because they didn't, Filler. you know, cause they just, yeah, they just, because we, there was no sign that what, if anything was going to come after that. Right. right. And I think that's another one of those things that even if the pacing still does feel too slow, uh, it at least probably plays differently now than it did then. <laughs> I mean, I mean, binging it, it would be worse if every single episode was, and there's the skinny tall businessman every <laughs> yeah. single time. You know what I mean? Like it, it would be worse if that was the case. So, I mean, it rides a fine line, but I mean, I think, I mean, of course recommend it's, it's a, it's an incredibly unique thing. And yeah, we want to thank you so much for coming on and talking with us about it. Um, and we gotta thank have you, you back for having to watch me the on. Patriot. Thank you for what's that? <laughs> yeah, we gotta have you back on for the Patriot. Oh God! Well, I mean, I, I think I might have. I think I might have. You know, I think I'm already spilled all my beans on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. Know, how much else there is to, except just like getting even angrier at it. <laughs> yeah. All right. But thanks so much, Tim, for coming on. Um, is there anything you want to plug besides your Twitter? Um. Are you working not on anything? Not at the moment. No, just <laughs> I'm I'm working I'm working on a little something but uh, I'm not ready to it's it's not it's not nearly ready enough to be posting about yet. So All right. I've, Fair I've, enough. I've still got I've I've still got some reading and some uh troubleshooting to do. Oh, I'm hearing some Slender Man static. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. uh- <laughs> See, sometimes you can just do that stuff by accident. Yeah. It just happens. Scary. Um so uh, sorry, the operator. Anyway, follow uh, <laughs> Tim at Flaming Buttwind on Twitter. Follow me yes. at Kinematography. Follow Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder. Follow the show at Gen Loss Pod. If you'd like to hear more of our show, go on Patreon.com/slash Generation Loss. Uh, we talk about the movie news. Yeah, we talk about the movie news there, and you'll get Discord benefits where you can watch the movie that we're going to see on Monday, except for this one. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't make, think they'll do that. It doesn't mean, it wouldn't even mean anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 I'm